Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. To keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, please follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins, and you can also find me at ENC McLaren. Please also subscribe, download, listen, rate, and review the Locked On Boston Bruins podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Play, Spotify, wherever else you listen. Be greatly appreciated if you'd also mention the podcast to any Bruins-loving friends or family members, especially around the holidays as we're gathering around together. Today on the show, I'm going to be talking to uh, Sarah Griffin. She covers the Bruins for Pucker Up Sports, and uh, looking forward to chatting with her about uh, the Bruins' wins over the Buffalo Sabres over the weekend, and uh, Charlie McAvoy, Jake DeBrusque, some of her favorites. Uh, We'll get into that in a moment, but first I wanted to mention uh, the Bruins' win over the Buffalo Sabres on Sunday. Of course, this came on the heels of a win in Buffalo on Friday night. The Bruins are now currently riding a three-game winning streak after that uh, bit of a low point where they lost eight of nine, I believe. Uh, the hero on uh, Sunday was Jake DeBrusque, and it came after he was benched for the final 11 minutes of the opening frame. Uh, Bruce Cassidy believed the winger had a bit more to give, and uh, he delivered with two goals in 18 seconds to propel the Bruins to a win over the Sabres. Uh, Cassidy, of the benching, he said, there's details of the game that we expect. It's a privilege to put on the Bruins sweater every night. And you might not have your A game, but you better bring your B game to help your team win and be a good pro. That's a little bit of the message between periods that uh, Cassidy sent to DeBrusque about the benching. Cassidy added, I didn't think there was enough of that of late. Wasn't always necessarily tonight but it kind of festered itself tonight. We delivered it, moved on, and you hope the player, meaning DeBrusque, takes it to heart and doesn't take it personal. So uh, after that benching, DeBrusque was deployed during an extended third-period power play, and he came through with a strong effort, uh, as I mentioned, scoring the two goals in 18 seconds. The first was on a very nifty fake shot feed from Steve Kampfer, and then the other came from... Uh, an odd angle as he was trying to get the puck on net or to the front of the net. Um, so great response from DeBrusque, who said, I've done it since I've been here. Uh, anytime things like that happen, anytime you don't get your feet wet for a while, you want to respond and help the team. I was just trying to figure out my game. I didn't know how it was going to go after the benching, to be honest with you. But again, he came through with two goals, his 10th and 11th of the season. Um, he said there was a lot of emotions going on. I care, have pride in myself. One of these things that you never want to have happen as a player, but usually I respond pretty well. So it was nice to get the two goals. Uh, it's my job on this team to score goals. Obviously the Bruins ask for more of that from their players, some defensive responsibility, strong forecheck, strong work along the boards, not backing down from being a bit physical at times if necessary. Um, Cassidy specifically was looking for DeBrusque to go to the net, shoot the puck, get in shooting lane where he needed to, take a hit to get the puck out. 
Um, when they stop responding, I'm probably out the door, Cassidy said. So obviously not that he's worried about his job, but you know his um, job is to get the players motivated and ready to go night in and night out. Um, you have to find different ways to send the message, he said. Uh, right now they've responded and DeBrusque specifically responded to uh, this a very public message that he sent. But um, again, he said, as long as it's not personal, you're trying to get them to play the right way. I think the guys will back you up on it. I really believe that. And, um, you know, DeBrusque, again, he responded. Um, the first goal particularly was very nice, as I mentioned, with Kempfer, um, with the beautiful slap pass uh, as DeBrusque cut to the net and tipped it in. He said it was more of right place at the right time. I looked up. Camphor has an underrated hockey IQ. We made eye contact. I was just thinking about where I was going to put it. I missed a lot of those this year, so it was nice to see that one going in. Uh, Camphor, as I mentioned, was playing his second game back from Providence after injuries to Tory Krug and Charlie McAvoy required an emergency recall. Um, Camphor uh, had that primary power play assist. Uh, time will tell if he's back in the lineup on Tuesday against the New Jersey Devils. Charlie McAvoy has been placed on injured reserve here on Monday morning. Uh, Jeremy Lozon was recalled on an emergency basis. Uh, but at the same time, Tory Krug practiced and skated in a regular jersey. He's eligible to come off IR for tomorrow's game against the Devils. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the lineup configuration is for that game. Um, Pasternak net scored his 29th goal of the season in the first period. He now has one game left in which to score 30 in the first half of the season. Tomorrow's game will be the Bruins 41st of the season and their final one of 2019. Uh, so it'd be really cool to see him get, uh, the third goal there and, uh, sorry, the 30th goal and, and finish that, uh, off strong finish off the first half of the season strong uh, rask stopped 24 of 26 shots for the win he now has a home point streak of 15 games 10 0 and 5 um, so that's really cool to see as well the bruins after that game they remain obviously in first in the atlantic they have a very healthy lead over the toronto maple leafs who are now in uh, second place 10 points back followed by uh, Florida, Tampa Bay, Montreal, Buffalo dropped to sixth in the Atlantic with Ottawa and Detroit rounding out the division. The Bruins have a league-high goal differential of plus 34. They are uh, two points back of the Washington Capitals for first overall in the NHL. Uh, they're also one point back in the Blues, who now sit in second. They're currently riding a eight-game winning streak. Uh, but... Uh, Again, we couldn't have asked for a better first half of the season from the Bruins. It's crazy to think that the season is already half over and that we'll be uh, following the New Jersey Devils game. We'll be, yeah, on the back half of, of the season uh, officially as the Bruins will have played 41 games. Uh, but again, a, a great start, obviously, to the season for the Bruins. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if they can hold on to the Atlantic Division lead as the Maple Leafs are charging Right now, they're 8-1-1 one one in their last 10. Uh, the uh, Lightning 
hanging around. They're only three points back of the Maple Leafs for second in the Atlantic with three games in hand. If they were to win all those three games, uh, they would be seven points back of the Bruins at this point. So, um, yeah, the Bruins obviously with a healthy lead atop the um, the division, and hopefully they can uh, hang on to that. And at this point, it looks like they'd be matched up with a wild card team from the Metropolitan Division, as uh, Philadelphia and Carolina currently hold on to those spots. Uh, so the playoffs started right now, which I don't like to do, but people start to do that as the season moves into the second half. They'd be playing the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, but anyways, that's all to say the Bruins are in a very good spot so far, and uh, they'll finish up tomorrow against New Jersey. The plan, I think, will be to record after that game, where we'll go through that game a little bit, do a little decade recap for the Bruins, and then, um, yeah, march into 2020. And um, again, thanks so much to everyone who has taking the time to listen to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast uh, so far. Really appreciate it, and I really think uh, 2020 is going to be one to remember for the Bruins for this podcast and uh, just as we move ahead. Uh, now let's get to my chat with uh, Sarah Griffin. I'm joined now uh, by Sarah Griffin, who is a Bruins uh, contributor for Pucker Up Sports. Um, and, uh, been hoping to get her on the podcast now for a, a little bit. So thank you, Sarah, for taking the time. Uh, how, how's, how's things going today? Yes. Thanks for having me on. It took a couple, almost like a month now, but I'm here. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm really glad. <laughs> um, I've been trying to, I used to have an old podcast where I, um, talked about just kind of hockey in general. And whenever I had somebody on, um, I've wanted to start doing this on this podcast as well. So uh, you'll be my first guest to answer these questions, but I just wanted to know how you got into hockey in the first place and how, how you became uh, a Bruins fan. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, of course. So I'm sure it's probably not too hard to figure out if you look at like my writing or just what I post in general. I've been a big baseball fan for like my whole life and I've just been kind of raised on baseball. So probably I think it was maybe middle of high school. I was like, okay, all I know is baseball. And I knew that I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to do something of the sort, like sports related. And it just like, I always tried to get into other things. Like I will say I've tried many times to get in, to football like the Patriots I just I can't really I can't get into it I know that's probably not something anyone in my house would like to hear me say but <laughs> I can't really get onto it but yeah football so is like my watching. football is my least favorite as well by far yeah I, I don't, don't know I, I basically I really, only watch the Super Bowl and that's pretty much it yeah that's all I do I and I'll fully admit it too I'm such a bandwagoner when it comes to that <laughs> but yeah I just I tried out basketball again didn't like it and so hockey I just feel like hockey was so exciting like it is I won't lie I watched YouTube videos about like the rules of hockey and stuff and I like yep. looked up stuff online just because it is a lot to take in yeah for sure and, and like you can't learn everything from watching it and 
so I just started watching more Bruins games. You know, I never even made it to my first game until last year because, again, no one in my family is super into hockey besides my sister now. Right. And so I had never been to a hockey game. And I think it was probably last year once I started going to more games and stuff, that's when I was like, okay, now I want to start writing about hockey. And that's when I really started to, like, develop a, like, passion for it. Very cool. Yeah, there's something different. There's something about watching it live that really um, just makes it, I don't know, come alive. That kind of sounds cheesy, but... um, No, it's definitely true. Yeah. I actually have... I think I've admitted this on here before, but I've never been to a game, a Bruins game in Boston. I've only ever seen them in, like, Ottawa, Buffalo... In Toronto, I think. So I'm, really? I'm dying to get down there at some point to see a game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just to be able to, uh, like I grew up in Ottawa. So every, pretty much any time they came to town, I would I would try to go watch them. Um, they actually used to come like, it was weird. Every New Year's Day, it seemed like the Bruins would come and play in the afternoon. This was before like the Winter Classic was a big thing. So I'd always yeah. used to try to go to that game for sure. But yeah, just to be able to watch them watch them live is is definitely no offense to jack and brick on the on the broadcast but it's it's cool to see them yeah obviously it's a whole new way to like watch it i feel for sure now yeah thanks for sharing that that's that's a really cool story and it's yeah it's it's nice to see i mean hockey isn't always known as like a welcoming sport (laughs) to new fans so it's cool to see yeah that it's it's worked out really well for you and that you're you're writing about the team now and yeah and and doing some really good stuff about the team I know you're a a pretty big Jake DeBrusque fan and and I was talking earlier about last night's game against the Sabres and how he kind of was benched by Bruce Cassidy in the first period and then came back and scored a couple goals uh, to help the team win Uh, what were your thoughts about kind of that message that that uh, coach sent to DeBrusque and and how the, he's still a pretty young player how he responded to that uh, afterwards well honestly when I was watching the game at first I did notice he wasn't playing that much in the first period and my first thought was oh I hope he's not injured or something but like right yeah there was never anything like I never saw anything on ice at least so I'm like I mean you don't know what like how they're feeling like so I was like oh Maybe there's something going on back there. But then they just kept showing him on the bench. It's not like he was, like, down the tunnel or anything. And I was like, okay. And then I think it was, like, during the first intermission, they just made it sound like he was getting benched for, like, detail purposes. Mm -hmm. And, like, again, I have, like, obviously, everyone probably noticed, like, if you're watching every game, he, like, the last few games, at least, like, I wouldn't say he's been playing poorly. I don't think he really does play poorly very often. He just wasn't doing much, like, offensively. Right. But, like, I think there's other ways to measure that than just scoring goals, of course. Sure. But then he just comes back in the second period and, in like, span 20 seconds, kind of shuts everything up really quick. And I know after the game, he, was like, said something, like, he didn't realize he was on that thin of ice, but, like, he understood the move. And I, I just thought it was, like, very mature of him to come out and say that. Because I personally would have just been so frustrated. Yeah, Especially yeah, his response was pretty. That. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought his response was pretty level-headed afterwards, and obviously, scoring those two goals put him in a better mood. I'm sure than he would have been 
if he was just benched and then wasn't able to do anything afterwards. But I don't know with with him. I always feel like he's kind of been. I don't know if he's been propped up, but the fact that he produced in those games against the Maple Leafs in Game Seven, that's kind of uh, raised his his value in the in the minds yeah. of Bruins fans at some point. And I keep waiting for him to kind of break out and be like a 25, maybe 30 goal scorer. He's not really on track for that this year. I think he's only got like 11 now, but um, I do think there is another level to his game and hopefully that he can hit it um, sooner than later. And maybe this message was something that, yeah, he'll take to heart and, and kind of not that he was coasting maybe, but just yeah, put in no. that extra effort game in and game out. I just feel like he's a very like streaky player. I don't mean that in like a bad way or anything. I just think he has like these outbursts where like he'll go on like this hot streak for a week. And it's just like, oh wow, like everyone should really watch out for this kid. And then it just like mellows out, which that happens with everyone. But I just mm-hmm. feel like when he, like, mellows out, it's just, like, you go up and see him every single game, like, scoring, like, at least, like, once a game. So, all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, he's on the ice right now. I didn't even realize. Right. I just wonder if he's, like, just knowing the fact that he is pretty much secure at the second line left wing spot with David Krejci. Like, there's no real competition for that. He's pretty locked yeah. into that role. I don't know if, yeah, maybe he just needed that kind of slap in the, obviously not literally yeah, because coaches can get in trouble for that, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, another guy that I know that you're uh, pretty, pretty hyped about is, is Charlie McAvoy. They, the team just announced today that he's been put on IR. Uh, they recalled Jeremy Lo- Lozon from the Providence Bruins on an emergency basis. Uh, the big thing with, McAvoy this year so far is just his inability to find the back of the net so far. Um, I was talking to Pete Blackburn on here a few days ago about how kind of Charlie's overall game has been very solid and he's establishing himself as like a top pair defenseman in in the NHL for sure. Um, But yeah, what do you think the deal is with him not scoring? Is it just bad luck or, or not getting the puck on net enough what's what's going on with charlie there do you think i feel like because it's certainly not like a lack of effort he especially i think in the beginning of the season it just seemed like he's still trying to kind of figure out his offensive game it was kind of a slow start for him and then probably i want to say like maybe the middle of november it was right around thanksgiving he just seemed a lot more comfortable with the puck and he's been instead of just passing off the puck he was shooting a lot more and it, just a lot of those shots I feel like I watched I'm like how did that not go in <clears throat> yeah he or hit the like, post a couple games ago I think yeah that's the like shot I'm probably specifically thinking yeah of yeah right yeah now. I was like how did that not go in and it just stinks because obviously everyone knows like the, again the only way it's not the only way you can measure someone's like game is how many goals they have especially for a defenseman like that's not mm. how you should be measuring his game but now it's just kind of like something on his back that everyone's talking about constantly and clear yeah. that he's frustrated by the fact that he takes I think he's at like 49 shots or something like that and just nothing yeah 
and this injury, maybe with this injury, him maybe he's already missed a couple games. When he comes back, maybe he'll look at it as like a fresh start or something and kind of put that, put that aside as, yeah, like he, he's yeah. not really struggling. He's just not getting that, those bounces or whatever. He just needs one to go in and then everybody will forget about it because like you exactly. said, you don't need defensemen to like score 20, 30 goals a season, just contribute here and there. If he gets one, hopefully the, yeah, he'll, he'll kind of settle down a bit more and, and just not really focus on it because it, it shouldn't be much of a focus, I don't think. No, because I feel like all other aspects of his game, he's gotten back to the level where everyone's expecting it from. And then just because he hasn't scored a goal, it's still, right. oh, well, Charlie McAvoy. Exactly, yep. Uh, now I'm just sitting here, Amelie Benjamin, uh, who covers the team, obviously. Uh, or There's a bunch of people saying David Krejci has a lower body injury. And he's actually not going to be playing tomorrow against the Devils, which is unfortunate. Um, I would imagine Charlie Coyle would move up and there'll be some yeah. line up shuffling going on. Um, but tomorrow's game will be the 41st game for the Bruins this season. So exactly halfway point. Um, what have your overall thoughts been about the Bruins to date uh, in terms of kind of expectations going into the season and uh, just their kind of overall performance through the first half of the season so far? You've been pretty, you think kind of they're better than what people thought they might be or um, basically they are what, what we all thought they would be. I think coming, because obviously coming into it, they had the cell phone on the back, you know, and everyone just expected, oh, they're going to come in with, like, the Stanley Cup hangover, whatever. Right. And I feel like they came in, and they were a lot better. For me, personally, I thought they were a lot better than I was expecting. But, mm-hmm. again, I was kind of just waiting. I was like, all right, there's going to be a little lull, and it's going to feel like the world's falling apart. And then that did finally <laughs> yeah. come. And I was like, <laughs> I knew this was coming, but I still feel like the world's falling apart right now. But then the weird thing is when they win, like in games like last night, it's just like, oh, wow. It's like no one's going to beat this team in like a seven-game yeah. series. Like, But then you kind of perspective and see like those losses that they had. Like those were bad, bad losses, some of them. Mm-hmm. It's like how yeah. they lose this game. Like, and now you got all the injuries, which, again, it's probably better that the injuries are coming now than later on. But Right, yeah. It just it feels like this season, like there has been one moment where everything's been in the right place, I wanna say. Like there's always something that's off. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like Bergeron was out for a while there. Now Krejci's hurt. It always seems like somebody will come back, then somebody else will get hurt. Uh I don't I I can't even think of a lot of games where they've had like their optimal lineup on the ice. Yeah. Um, but it always seems like they'll get some of these injuries, young guys will step up and then it seems to serve them well later on. Like we saw last year, Connor Clifton kind of emerge out of nowhere, uh, yeah, because of injury and takeover. So hopefully one of these, whether it's Jeremy Lozon coming in or one of these defensemen like Vakaninen or Zborl or anybody stepping up, hopefully it'll serve them well down the line and hopefully Krejci's not out 
for too long because that um that would really hurt <laughs> yeah that would really hurt <laughs> that would really hurt i think he's really yeah, I just, like I'm looking like, back that, like oh god yeah i don't even want to think about that a lot of people doing like looking back on the decade and things like that and for me Krejci is like such an underrated part of the success that this team has had over the past decade if they hadn't had him i don't think they would have been near as successful just to have basically like that second first line center um so they've been pretty lucky to to have him around and he's been underappreciated i think but yeah hopefully he's not out too long and and hopefully they can find him uh, a second uh, yeah. line right winger, which is another big talking point this season. Is there anybody kind of around the league that you've got your eye on that you'd like the Bruins to uh, to target before the trade deadline? I'm pretty big on Tyler Toffoli. Uh, Chris Kreider's name has come up a lot recently because of, uh, I think, Ray Ferraro and Darren Dreger. We're talking about him on their podcast. Is there any guys yeah. that, that you see as a good fit for the Bruins? See, I've, cause I've actually gone to a few different um, Providence Bruins games this season. Okay. So I've just been, like, kind of looking at the way, like, oh, is there someone that a couple years down the line can come up for them? But as of right now, there's just no one that I see on this Bruins. Like, because on this yours, I would love to see up there. But right. at the same time, like, you cannot be shifting – because right. then you have, the, like, a gap on the third line and just all that. I really haven't looked too much into around the league just because I have a feeling that no moves really are going to be made, it sounds like. Right. What about – um? I haven't really watched or kept track of Zach Seneshin since he came back from injury. I, th- I guess he's played a few games now down in Providence. Have you – seen him play since coming back at all or you think he might I, I saw one game he's looking a lot he it doesn't look like the injury really set him back too much it kind of looks exactly like where he was before which it was a very good spot for him mm-hmm. yeah I'd like I would love to see him come back up and Brett Ritchie be shown the yeah. door at the very <laughs> least but um just looking at the lines for tomorrow it looks like DeBrusque Par Lindholm and David Backus will be the the new line that's with Krug out. So, or I mean, with Krejci out. So that's not great. Not great at all. That's, that's um, not sound good. Yeah. Anyways, um, before we wrap up, I also like to ask people kind of about uh, some pop culture stuff. Like if you're watching anything that you recommend or any movies that you've seen lately that you would recommend, what's uh, what would be like one or two of your – show or movie recommendations for for people uh going on right now there's a very expected answer but i actually just finished you season two okay yeah that's pretty hot right now i would say it is wild yeah i finished in less than a day oh gosh i just are are the episodes an hour long or half an hour long they're like 45 minutes okay too bad I had a day off and I did not want to leave my house. So I was like, cause I watched you season one in like about a week or so. It was while I was at school. So I just watched like a couple episodes the night before bed. Right. And it was good. Like I enjoyed it, but this season's just so much crazier that I was like, yeah, I want to finish off today. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I've never, I haven't, I've read a lot of like the hype about it, but we haven't sat down to watch it at all. So, um, 
maybe it, maybe it's something worth checking out. I just started watching um, Fleabag, that British comedy that everybody was talking about all year. Um, oh, okay. So it, it's pretty funny. I guess the first season is not as good as the second season, uh, but we're starting at the first, and I've, I'm enjoying it. So hopefully that uh, lives up to the hype as well. Um, but yeah, I think that was everything that I had to talk about. Thanks so much for, for taking some time to chat and we'll definitely try to connect again through the second half of the season. And, um, yeah, where can people find you on, on Twitter and, and find, uh, your Bruins writing? Uh, so on Twitter, I'm just SKG underscore 18. And then for my Bruins writing, you can just follow Pucker Up Sports and it will all be posted there. Very cool. Well, uh, yeah, thanks again, Sarah. Have a good rest of your break, holiday break. Thank and you. yeah, thanks we'll for definitely, me too. yeah, not a problem. We'll definitely chat again soon. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Sarah. Take care. You too. Bye.